Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart. Hey, did I get your attention? We're doing something special for the next month. We're going to focus on now business. Like how do you generate income today, right now? My name is Jesse Zagorski. You probably know me as one of the regular hosts here, producer of the Agent Power Huddle. I'm also a broker associate with eXp. And what I keep hearing over and over again is agents that truly need to shift their business. The market shifted, they need to shift and they got to close the deals today. And so whether you're a brand new agent this series is for you. Experienced agent, this series is for you. It doesn't matter. Agent on a team, team leader, we're going to give you strategies and techniques to figure out how to scale and grow your business to close deals today. Not in the future, not tomorrow, today. This is what we're focusing on all month, the techniques, the strategies you need. So welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. And that is it. Asher J. Bell, co-host extraordinaire. This is a part three of emotional intelligence. Today, we're talking about managing your activities. And Asher didn't even know when we, when we came up with this series, by the way, he had no idea that we were going to be talking about now business for this month. But Asher, I couldn't think of a better topic today than managing your activities and how it ties into now business. Do you agree? Yes, absolutely. Can you guys hear me okay? Yeah, I, I hear you. Is he, is he as loud as I am? You guys, he's good? Okay. So Asher, let me give people an intro in case they missed part one and two and they have no idea who you are, other than being a good looking dude in a hat, right? <laughs> Which I think is the way that you should be introduced, though, is, is welcome, Asher Bell, good-looking dude in the hat. Now, here, here's, here's the thing, right? Asher is probably one of my favorite people I've met in the last year. I met a lot of people, but we connected about a year ago. We met at a conference, a real estate event, and we just started chatting. And suddenly, it was like two in the morning, and we were still talking. We were sitting the only people in his little coffee shop down in Mexico. We were down in Cabo at an event, and uh, his energy shines through. He was a newer agent, but he was coachable. He was in action and he was building a major social media following and generating some extraordinary amount of business in a short period of time. And he was just this vulnerable, authentic human being. And I was like, I like this guy. So we, we brought him on a couple of times. He's like, I want to do a, a multi-part series on emotional intelligence. I said, tell me more. And so Asher, part one and part two were pretty amazing. If you missed those, I'm sure someone will drop a link in the chat box so you can go watch them. But Asher, where are we starting today with part three for managing your activities? So first and foremost, I just want to give it back to you, Jesse. Um, the feeling is mutual. When we met, I mean, the energies just synchronized immediately. It was like jolt, jolt, zzz, energy ball, like overload. Um, but I want to thank you just for allowing me to, you know, share my gift, you know, with your viewers and your audience, right? And um, where are we going to start today? I always like to start off with a story. Right, because this is my life, this is my experience, and this is what I speak on. I'm not claiming to ever be a guru. I'm only claiming to know what I know and what I've been through. So I want to start with a story, if that's okay. All right, so um, if anybody who wasn't on the last two calls, I gave brief introductions, but I've been in sales for 11 years previously to getting into real estate. That's my background. So business development, managing a pipeline, um, business acumen, that was all derived from my sales career, which I've had some great success in. Now I want to transition into a story of two companies. I worked at a company called Comcast Business. A lot of you probably have Comcast Xfinity at home right? I worked on the business side. So I worked the B2B space for small to medium-sized businesses. I would go from business to business and consult with business owners on their cable 
and internet products or providers, excuse me, to see if I can share the value of what Comcast brought to the table in comparison and contrary to what they currently had. So when I started this back in 2014, the only sales experience that I had prior to working at Comcast Business was working in a mall at a kiosk selling cell phones. I sold phones at an AT&T kiosk. This is where I learned sales. And what I like most about sales is just being able to interact with people. I think that everybody on this call who's in real estate has a gift to interact with people. So this is where it started for me. Now, fast forward, I started Comcast and I go from an inside sales to an outside sales job where I had to go out and find business. This is relatable to real estate because we have to figure out a way to go out or bring business in, but we have to build that. We have to build what's called a pipeline. So when I started at Comcast, I was all over the place, right? You had this coach telling you this, manager telling you this, and all your peers telling you this. And then you had the top producers who didn't like to tell you much. They would be at the top every month. They would win every sales award and they blow metrics out of the water. But all the chatter came literally from the, the, the subpar and, and average producers, right? Everybody was talking and, and sharing things. And I didn't really understand that. But then I said, you know what? After trying some things for a while and things weren't working, I said, I think I got to get around these top producers. They don't talk much at the meetings. They aren't sharing as much as everyone else. And when they do, it's pretty bland and it's pretty vague. So I started to get around those top producers and I said, you know what, maybe I can, maybe I can offer to take them to lunch. Took, them, took, took a guy named Benny Turan, had lunch with him, number one producer and, in the S&B space. And what I did is I sought out to build a relationship with this guy. And when I did that, I was able to plug in by being in proximity because proximity is power. When you're around the powerful, there is power. So I'm gonna take this story and fast forward. I left that company and I was very successful after getting around the right people and figuring out what their habits were. I'm gonna tie this all back in. Figuring out what their habits were, then I was able to duplicate it because success leaves clues. I think we can all agree, right? People that were successful, they did things, they did certain things, and there's a lot of common denominators amongst successful people. Fast forwarding to a completely different company, I ended up having a very successful career at Comcast from getting around the right people and building the right habits. So I go to this new company, AT&T, it's not a new company, but for me it was, and I had to recreate this. So I had to basically start another business in another field, in another area. But you know what was the constant for me? I knew that I had to get around the right people and I knew that I had to build the right habits. So I did the exact same thing. I had to figure out who are the top people, got around them and I built a relationship with them. And through that relationship, I was able to 
observe and see what their habits were. And once I started to understand, okay, this is how they, okay, no wonder, okay, no wonder why they're always on top. They do this and everyone else is doing this. All right, I'm going to go ahead and duplicate this. And then, and I actually have um, a, a storyline of events that I'm tying all this into. So I know a story might be dragged out, but I'm going to close it and conclude it here. So got around the right people again, formed and constructed the right habits and became one of the top sales reps in the entire West Coast and was reputable in the nation as well with h &T. So I've done it twice in two Fortune 50 companies. So I understood proximity and habits. So those are two points that I'm going to carry into this message. So five Ps. I'm sure you guys have heard this. Proper planning prevents poor presentation or poor performance, excuse me. Proper planning prevents poor performance, not presentation. Although presentation does matter. <laughs> it does matter. Um, but these are, these, are, these are some things that um, I live by, right? Because if we aren't prepared, then we're unprepared. And if we don't have a plan, we're planning to fail. All these things are going to be very cliche, yet very profound. Moving on to my next topic. Let's talk about the habits. Hold on, hold on. I know you like to jump forward, but I just think it's funny that you're like, okay, the story's going on and you caught yourself. You're like, I, and you're talking to a room full of people where you only got two of them on camera. First of all, those of you here, if you can turn your camera on, turn your camera on, right? I, have them feel so we can get some connection, but I love how self-aware you were where you're like, I think this story might be going on too long. I think I need to dial it in. But you know the point he wants to make. And I think it's really important. By the way, the story didn't go on too long. I just know, I can just read your mind. You're thinking the story's not too long at all because you're setting up the framework. And in the first couple of minutes, you lay the context out of why people should pay attention to this and how you're going to tie it together. Guys, if you've never heard Asher before, he gives incredibly actionable and strategic things. And he'll leave time possibly for Q&A. Oh, no, he's just got a lot to go over. All right, keep rolling. What's your second point, Asher? All right. And Jesse, give me a five count so we can, we can actually make some time for Q&A today because I do want this to be interactive. Sounds good. All right. So we're going to talk about habits and we're going to make this relatable to real estate. So. Everybody on this call understands that there's things that need to be done in order to get business. Very baseline information. Now, for me, where have I found success? Well, it comes down to my habits and my daily routine. My preference of generating leads and generating business has been social media. I've been in the industry for just about three and a half years now. And from the start of my career in real estate, not in sales, I've done this through social media, through video and through postings and through interacting with people on social media. So what I did is I made social media my habit, my main source of prospecting. My second source of prospecting was through social gatherings. And when I say social gatherings for me, I'm a man of faith and I'm very active in my church community. So that's the closest um, proximity I am to a social gathering on a consistent basis. I'm there about three times a week um, with the congregation, right? Through service, through ministry. And there's a lot of fellowship and not that I'm there to get business, but I am in ministry and I am in business. So it all kind of intertwines. So that's the second way that I'm able to generate business. 
And then it just comes down to my work ethic. But my habits are, I do these things consistently every single week. Previously, I used to door knock and I used to cold call. And this was something that we did every single day. Now, if you're still a door knocker or a cold caller, both of these methods of prospecting are extremely effective. Whether you're calling expireds, right? Or whether you're calling FISBOs, or whether you're just following up with friends, family, and past clients. All of these are extremely effective if you do them consistently. You're going to be like, go ahead. I just want to say thank you for saying that, Asher, because we had a really deep conversation at EXPCon last week, this big you know, event that we were at. And uh, I had a coach that I really respect say, it really bugs him when coaches come on calls or trainings and they say, do this and don't do that. That's a bad way. Like, who are you to say which is a good way to generate business? They're all valid because you just hit the nail on the head. If you do them consistently, that's what matters more than the choice of activities, more of the, the consistency you do it with, correct? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it's it's literally consistency is what keeps you going. Habits are what keep you going because it can get very mundane. I cold called and door knocked for the better part of 10 to 11 years. And there were many, 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 many days where I didn't want to get out of the car. I didn't want to pick up the phone or I got out of the car, had a few objections and rejections and said, I'm done for the day because I was emotionally defeated, right? But I built that strength over time. But these things get mundane, right? Because they're so repetitive and they're so cliche and we know what we should be doing. So, so how do you, but how did you get yourself out of the car? Like when on the, if, you, if it gets so mundane, how do you do it? Is it just the fact, it's just the force of habit? No, it was through failure. It was through more. failure. Tell me more. All right. So how, how on those days where I can reflect back and say, wow, there was days and sometimes weeks at a time where I would be emotionally defeated. And you know what happened at the end of the month? I literally had to wear the dunce cap because I didn't hit my sales goal. I didn't hit my numbers. My manager is breathing down my neck and I'm sitting in the back when everyone else is getting their awards for top producer that month. I didn't like that. And then I had to look back. I had to do some self-reflection, right? I had to take inventory and I had to say, well, what didn't I do this month? And what did I do this month? Well, I know that that entire week when, you know, that lady yelled at me and she told me to get out of her office you know, it kind of left me feeling defeated and I kind of threw my hands in the air. I walked away and I didn't want to go back for a couple of days. That entire week hurt me. That entire week could have been the week where I got back out there and found a potential sale. It was through those failures that I realized that I can't afford, I cannot afford to let my emotions override my intelligence. I, I love that. Can you, can you talk to me also? I'm taking you off your points for a minute because I think I want to go somewhere here. Talk to me also about distraction, managing your time, because you've got on the one side, you've got the failures and the other side, you've got distractions. And as a salesperson, so many things you could be doing or should be doing or want to be doing, and we can't do them all. How do you, how do you, figure, how do you manage your activities and your time from that standpoint? Right. So I'm going to go into my next point, routine. Did I read your mind? You did because right. it's on my list. It's Let's on my, it. you see that? It's on my to-do list. Let's do it. So 
Then we're going to talk about routine. How do we put this into play? How do we wrap in time management? Well, first of all, routine. Everything that I'm going to talk about is practical and it's easy, but we make it hard. So routine. Back in my sales days, right, we were in the office by 8, 8.30, right? We would, we would have our sales huddle, our sales meeting between 8.30 and 9 a.m., and we would get all pumped up and we would we would rally and you know sometimes people would come dragging in and you know you could tell that what type of day those people were going to have right because they didn't wake up they didn't have their coffee you know they didn't have their routine on the way to work right they didn't have the you know music that they would listen to there was no meditation maybe there was no exercise well i used to incorporate this into my daily routine i would wake up super early i would go to the gym super early and if I missed the gym, it would just be my morning meditation. Um, it would be my spiritual time. It would be my prayer time. But I was already, do, it was the precursor to me getting into the sales meeting and having the right attitude. That start of the day, I had to have the right attitude. And that was a part of my routine was getting my mind right before I can get my grind right. I kind of like that. I'm going to have to quote that. I'm going to put that in my next song. Did you just make that up? <laughs> Did you just make that up, Astro? Is that fresh I, you know what? It was impromptu. I think I've said it before, but we're going to. I'm going to Google that. If, that. if that's an original Asher quote, it's one of my favorite Asher quotes I've ever heard. I had to get my mind right before I got my grind right. Before, is that what you said? We'll go back and listen to the recording. All right, you keep going. I'll, I'll Google it. We'll see if that's an original. That's pretty good, man. Right. But um, but let's let's take that and run with it. I had to get my mind right before I can get my grind right because my attitude was going to dictate my behavior, hence from that standpoint. So once I woke up in the morning and I started my routine, I had my coffee, I started my meditation, and then we got into our sales meeting, and then I was able to get excited for the day. And you know what I would do? I was a big planner. So before I went out in the day, I would map my steps out. As you can see on my list just for the call today, I have my touch points mapped out. Proper planning prevents poor performance. Proper planning prevents poor performance. So I would go and plan my day out. I would plan out where I was going to go. I would plan out how many doors I was going to knock. I would do the research to try and see if I could find out what the potential prospect had as far as services. So when I walked in the door, I was already armed and equipped to go into that meeting prepared so I can have proper performance. So when it comes to the routine, do you have a routine? Do you wake up in the morning and are you just winging it? Do you just kind of go about your day? Are you flying by the seat of your pants? Do you have a routine? You need to take some inventory right now and ask yourself, do you even have a routine? And if not, great, this call was meant for you. You need to start with a routine and map it out. I encourage you to go old school, get a pen and a pad, map out your routine. And I like this pad. I got it from North American Title Company. It actually has, starts at eight and it goes all the way to 5.30, right? So it's, it's, it's for your day. If you guys don't have a planner or an app on your phone or your computer, start by mapping your day out. Give yourself blocks of time and then Figure out what you want to do within those blocks of time. It doesn't always go perfect, but it does give you a guideline. 
So that way you're not just all over the place. And the next thing you know, it's four o'clock and you say, where did the time go? Can anyone else here relate that things can distract us and get us off track? But if we, but if we had a routine, right, we would at least know what we should be doing. It would give us the mental checkpoint, mental milestones throughout the day that would give us the notion that, hey, whoa, I'm still... I'm still on my phone. I'm still looking at TikTok videos, trying to learn this new dance move so I can go practice it with my kids when I get off work, right? Because I know we do fun things on TikTok, but guess what? We need to have the mental milestones and the mental checkpoints. And that all falls into time management and managing a routine. Very simple, very practical, very profound. Is anybody here following me? Are routines important? Can we agree that routines are important? Can we agree that if we have the right habits and the right routines and we do them consistently, it can lead to success? Heck yeah. I think that every successful person, they can all say the same things. Your habits dictate your outcomes. Your habits dictate your life. Your habits are your master. Whether you have good habits or bad habits, your habits are your master. So whatever you create, it will dictate your future and your destiny. So be careful what habits you create because not having habits are habits. Not doing what you need to do is a habit and doing what you need to do is a habit. So let's be intentional about our habits. Let's be intentional about our routines. Let's be intentional about our activity, managing you because that's what it comes down to. And leading into my next topic, we're going to roll can do your next topic. You just wanted to tell you, we got three minutes. If you want to do any Q and a, otherwise keep rolling. It's your call, dude. You know what? I'm just going to tap, tap on this last point because we're going to go from habits to routines to accountability. This is going to be the most powerful thing or powerful components of managing your activity that you can induce right now into your business model. That's going to lead you to success. You create the right habits, you create the right routines, and if you can't manage you or you're struggling to manage you, you need to get in a group, you need to partner up with a person or mentor, a coach, or just get in, get in community with other people who may struggle with the same things so you can apply your habits and routines and see that success after you do these things consistently. Are there any questions or concerns or opinions or anything that anyone would like to share regarding today's message? I'm going to leave an awkward pause for someone to ask a question. Anyway. <laughs> I'm in the chat. There you go. Leonora, are you looking to unmute yourself? There yes. We go. Hi. Um, my question to you is how do you keep your motivation high? <laughs> well, there's a book by Simon Sinek. It's called Start With Why. Yeah, I know that. Right. And, you know, I hate to be the guy that's just like, start with why, and it's just going to keep you going. But you know what? I really have to wake up each day intentionally and, and re-encompass why I'm doing what I'm doing. And it really does something to me. I have a picture of my son that hangs. I actually got to update it because I have two boys now. That hangs right on my uh, rear view mirror. So when I wake up in the morning, I have to take a look at my son every single day. And guess what? That is my why, because if I don't get up and I don't go get after it and do what I need to do, my son 
is not going to have the life that he deserves. I'm not going to feel fulfilled as a father and as a husband, right? Because I'm also providing for my wife. So when I say start with why, I literally start with why every day. And it's something that I see. It's something that I subconsciously will look at and know that I need to go do what I need to do to make it happen for my family. So really, I start with why every day. Every day I start with why. Now, let me ask you a question. What is your why? It's to provide for my family mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. So, but probably because uh, um, I haven't been uh, um, the main provider for many, many years. Uh, and my husband, thankfully, has a good job. Um, I don't know, but why tends to be a little bit less stronger than it used to be. So, mm. because I have that safety. So, it is a, a strong, probably the, the strongest why is uh, uh, to be financially independent myself, just for me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, I also want to ask one more question. I know we're running short on time. Do you have someone that's holding you accountable? Or do you have a group where you find accountability outside of Agent Power Huddle? Uh, no. I think that that's going to be critical for you. If you can get around one other um, person that's in your, in your shoes or, or in a similar situation as you, you're going to have to seek that out. You're going to have to go look for that and you'll find it. But if you can get around somebody else that maybe has a husband who's been the main provider and kind of wants to become independent and do things for possibly herself or himself, I'd probably say, you know, maybe, maybe another woman, you know, around the same age as you, because if you can pair up with somebody and hold you accountable and hold vice versa, I think that that will also help drive you to the success that you're looking for. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. Is there anybody else who would like to step out and, and, and step forth and say something? I'd like to mention a book that I think is appropriate. Um, it's called Do the Work. And the point of the book is that there's an enemy and the enemy is you. And it helps you identify the different kinds of resistance that you put up for yourself. And it's a short, easy to read book. It's dynamite. Um, I bought Who's it. Who's the author? Uh, Stephen Pressfield. And you can buy in paperback from Amazon or and I, there's a hardback version, I guess, but I never got that. And I bought a hundred of them and gave them to everybody that worked for me. It was, it's dynamite. And it, awesome. your, your point is perfectly aligned. Awesome. Awesome. Now, Stephen Prestil, P-R-E-S-T-I-L. No, it's press field, like P-R-E-S-S, like the press and then field, F-I-E-L-D, all one word. And Stephen, S-T-E-P-H-E-N? Yes. Stephen Preston. No, S-T-E-V-E-N. Okay. S-T-E-V-E-N. And be careful, there's another book with the same name that's about politics or something, but that's the wrong book. Do the work. I love it. I absolutely love it. Thank you so much for your input. Um, Jesse, I want to go ahead and turn it back to you. I, we're probably at the, probably went a little over our time, but I'll let you close it out. Dude, all good. It, you know what? We started a few minutes late. People listen to the recording. I wanted them to get all this stuff anyway. Asher, I love having you here. I am grateful 
that you come and take your time to give back. I respect the fact that it's like you live the things you preach. And like, when you talk about creating now business guys, it truly is these little actions. I was just messaging with, with Lisa. We've got the why, and then we've got the micro commitments, the account self-accountability. You kind of combine the both of them in this call. I think this is fantastic, right? Those of you on camera, raise your hand if you're like, I got something out of this today. You guys get something out of this today? Okay, there you go. Oh. Those of you not on camera, raise your hand just because it's good to get blood flow going, right? I see you <laughs> with, your, with your hand, not on camera, I promise. So guys, tomorrow we've got, let me see who we got tomorrow. Lisa, I'm checking tomorrow. We've got, oh, and by the way, Asher, I did Google your quote. It is an Asher original. I am 100% confident <laughs> that I had to get my mind right before I could get my grind right is an original quote. So um, Brent, who's watching this recording later, Lisa, make a note. That needs to be an infographic, a video clip, a TikTok loop, an audio. Like, let's let's make the thing viral, guys. I love that quote. I mean, I don't know what I think about hustle culture in general, but I, but I do like that. You got to get your mind right before you get your grind right. Yes, tomorrow, tomorrow on this call, guys, if you're here live with us, tomorrow is Amy Izzo, who's also an amazing agent, an amazing coach. She is talking about uh, just now business. And when she came, she transferred over to the, to the company we're at to EXP about a year and a half ago. She, when she came, she brought 16 pending deals herself, not like a team, like herself. Okay. She is a machine. If anyone can tell you about how to generate now business, she's going to get strategic tomorrow morning. So guys, Asher, thank you for being here. This is incredible. We will see you guys. Yeah, We'll see you guys tomorrow. I'll see you guys another day. Have a great day, guys. Thank you, guys. If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.